we're going to kind of um, do something similar to what Alyssa has been or was doing with us. Um, and I have to tell you all, I had this like great document created. It wasn't that exciting. Um, it was fine. Um, and I was going to print it this morning because we have a printer downstairs. And the cord for the printer got busted like a few months ago. So I ordered a new cord. I was like, okay, well, I'll just print my sermon and the document and the bulletin. And then I got the wrong cord. So we don't have any of those things. So you have blank paper. Um, <laughs> and it'll be just fine. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm using my phone for sermon because I couldn't print it. Um, we are going to start with the, the passage that um, we have for today, which comes from Revelation. I am going to read it, um, and then um, I'm not going to talk for very long, and then we're going we're gonna to have some, some time to talk together. Okay. Um, our passage is from Revelation 22, verses 1 through 3. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life, with its twelve kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month. And the leaves of the tree are there for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. This is the word of the Lord. Um, the last time I read from Revelation was like in seminary. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, oh, yeah, that's a book that exists. Um, and I realized that we don't talk about heaven very often here at Trinity. Um, and in seminary, even though I had to read Revelation, I can't actually recall a single class discussion or assignment or objective related to heaven specifically, which feels interesting to me. Our text comes from the end of John's description of what he saw in his vision of heaven. And reading commentary about it um, was fascinating um, about this passage in general, but also just reading commentaries about Revelation I found fascinating. Of our passage, the focus in many places was like, this passage helps us understand whether we're going to be able to or have to eat when we're in heaven since it describes fruit being grown from the tree of life. Okay. <laughs> Others spent time trying to figure out the image that John illustrated, deciding and debating whether it was one giant tree in the middle of the stream in the road or a, a copse of trees, multiple trees, that John describes bearing different kinds of fruit. And I did find those questions interesting but was like I don't I don't really feel like those are questions that I really need the answer to <laughs> like they're like yeah like I wonder what I don't know I just kept coming back to the thought that they're all kind of missing the point <laughs> questions and comments like these felt to me like they allow us to keep heaven in this kind of far off imaginary place they create a fun exercise about heaven and release, release us from any possible tasks related to heaven or responsibilities or like critical thinking, um, except for maybe how to get into heaven like when we get those instructions earlier. And I wondered what if this glimpse into heaven, this illustration of what God has planned for us, 
what God wants to share with us, perhaps, were ideas for things that we could do here, actually. Why wouldn't we want to participate in this holy work of God by doing some of the things that seem possible for us to do on earth, as it is in heaven? Obviously, we can't plant the tree of life. I have told you that I cannot even plant tomatoes. But we can consider the types of fruit that are being um, brought to us um, by the tree of life, and we can do our best, maybe, to grow those. This spring, we've been laying a foundation, investing in our relationships with each other, hearing about our dreams, our memories, our thoughts and imaginations. We've had the opportunity to keep moving forward in this work with each other to grow and heal in a lot of different ways. When I think of this passage from Revelation, I think of these opportunities that the healing of nations is more important than whether the tree is blocking the stream in the middle of the road in heaven. And I think that's stuff that we can do now. And because Melissa and I love a metaphor, we're going to continue with the theme of gardening that we've been using all year. But now we're in the growing season, not just the composting or the gross part. We imagined some things that we would that would be needed to grow, and I think that they even might, even might be considered as necessary to grow the tree of life. And so I'm going to share those with you. These are the things that were going to be printed on your full document. And so if you'd like to maybe jot them down while I'm reading them, that might be something you want to do because it will be helpful later. This is not how I gave instructions when I was a teacher. <laughs> Anna's like, yeah, better not have been. <laughs> <laughs> the first theme that we thought of was the theme of being supported as we grow into who the spirit wills us to be we lean on and hold up those around us just as the three sisters corn squash and beans grow best together in harmony we know that we also grow best when supported by our community we're going to have some opportunities to support each other this summer within our community and those around us. These are also on the sermon series page if you need to, to go back to them later. The next theme was rooted, being rooted. We may be tempted to never settle, culture calling us this way and that, but it's when we grow strong roots in healthy soil that we sprout fruit. The next theme, I see some people writing stuff down the clock. The next theme is following. Our siblings, the sunflower and morning glory, follow the sun, guided by its warmth and care. We follow the spirit, trusting that we're being led toward beauty and health. And we have growth. We don't stay the same. We change according to our needs and the needs of those we love in our communities. These changes don't always look the same and sometimes come with growing pains, but they are good. 
Some changes look like growing tall, like the great redwoods, and some look like flourishing, like wildflowers. Next we have absorbing. We take in what we need. Living water when we're thirsty, food when we're hungry, sometimes even toxins to deter harmful elements. We are nourished by the soil around our roots that tangles with those of our family. And the last theme is weeding. We let go of what is no longer helpful, letting dead leaves fall, rotten fruit drop to the ground to be used as fertilizer in its new life. You could probably brainstorm a ton of other themes <laughs> um, or things that are necessary to grow. But when we thought of things that would heal or things that we have been trying to do to heal, um, these were the ones that came up. Each week this summer, we'll be attached to one of these themes, whether we're going to be out in the community, whether we're going to be here. And they all serve a different purpose. Like in summers past, we'll be gathering outside the walls of our gathering space to expose ourselves to opportunities that will accomplish some of these things. We're going to go on another walk and talk with Samson. We'll return to the Avenue Coffee House and learn about their opening and growth. We will literally weed at Lawrence Community Gardens. We'll eat <laughs> and we will walk together. We'll be in this space with each other. You can like see all the other things that we're gonna do too on the sermon series web, uh, on the website. And so in the spirit, um, like I said, of this last season that we've been in with Alyssa, um, that's been quite interactive, I'd like us to explore some of these themes for the summer in an imaginative way. We have some idea of what we're gonna do. We're gonna go and do these cool adventures together. We have um, things planned. But thinking about where we've been and where we're going, the last um, activity that Alyssa had us do was imagining Trinity in five years or 10 years, I can't remember. Um, I'd like to continue that imaginative space. So you can do this independently or in groups at your tables. Um, and you can talk or write or draw but I'd like you to think of a few things. And then we'll, we'll do that for like 10 minutes, we'll share and then we'll end in prayer. What comes to mind when you see these themes? How do they, um, how do they land with you as a person? How do they land with you as a person that is a part of the Trinity community? Are there opportunities that we're taking this summer that align to a theme that you are most excited about? Is there a theme that you're like, that is the one, that's the one I really need to focus on and I'm so glad we're getting to, to do some stuff with it. Or the opposite, is there one where you're like, that is, I don't need to do that. I don't need, I don't have anything to let go of. I'm not weeding anything. What is it and why? <laughs> And lastly, 
Um, how might you count on those of us in this room to be alongside of you in the, in the spirit of the first theme, supported? How might we come together to care for you in this process and help you to grow? I am going to set a timer for 12 minutes. When I was in college, there was this house. This is so silly. There was this house. It's called the, J, the Joshua House. My church owned it, and only boys could live there. Somebody in this room lives there. <laughs> and they would throw these parties. And in an attempt for people to remember what time the party started, it would be like 9.36 on Friday. <laughs> and so everybody would remember Oh, the J House, 936. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about. 12 minutes. I'm starting the timer. <laughs> do you want to play some music? <laughs> and gals, and what? No, it's the girls, the gays, and the days. That's what everybody says. <laughs> um, okay, I gave you three extra minutes in secret. Okay. Um, I don't think we need to circle up, but I, I would love to hear if anybody has something to share about the conversation that they had or something that came up. When I, when I was a teacher, I would have, if my kids were partnered, I would have their partner share what they shared. But maybe you shared something kind of vulnerable, so I won't make you do that. Um, yeah, does anybody have anything they'd like to share? Garlic bread in heaven. That's all you need. I think that has about the same amount of theological understanding as some other Dutch As will we eat? Yeah. <laughs> this is also off topic. If you have not started watching Denise's TikTok videos about heaven, oh, yeah. <laughs> Taryn Delaney, she's like heaven's receptionist. They're my favorite TikToks right now. I appreciate it. And I'm fully on board. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm going to stand next to you and hope that the mic can pick up. He did great. Um, if you like jump in, please, because I'm probably not going to say it as quickly as you did it. But we talked about how if you're going to do these, these six things that you talked about, that, that we have to be really intentional. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something we have to be intentional about. And that we need to you know, show up for each other and be willing to go and receive the support. Mm -hmm. Be willing to let our, we talked about the, the metaphor you use of entangling roots. Mm -hmm. We have to be willing to entangle our roots with other people. Um, and then the last thing that you were saying was about that we have to kind of get comfortable with being uncomfortable <laughs> in that moment that, we're, that it all feels a little awkward at mm -hmm. first, partly because our whole culture 
takes us in a different direction. Mm -hmm. Independent, you know. Mm -hmm. So it really is very countercultural. Yeah. I'll share that the, the rooted one sometimes has been hard for me, like when I hear about people that talk about their ancestors or things like that, because I don't know anything about my <laughs> genealogy. Um, and then something you said about like finding a place of belonging. In my last spiritual direction session, I can't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, I automatically thought of this person, Anne Hutchinson, who was um, an early American <laughs> woman who um, lived in Massachusetts, and she... Um, she got kicked out of Massachusetts because she was leading prayer meetings and they were like, you're a woman, you can't do that. Um, and she was like, but I think God's talking to me. And they were like, that, that's definitely not happening. Get out of here. And so they kicked her out to Rhode Island and then her whole, her whole family got killed. But I was like, I just love, I've always been like really, really obsessed with her. And my spiritual director said, she's your ancestor. And I like, I just felt so like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and so it was like, yeah, like you can find your roots even if they're not handed to you in the, some, in the way some people have them handed to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a being instead of being like just inviting yeah. things to be done. Yeah. yeah. I love that.
this in reference to gardening, but I think one thing that made stuck out to me is thinking of weeding and um, a reflection that, that I had in this is that like having put my garden in later than I would have hoped this year, um, I'm not very far out of the early stages of plants. And it made me think of weeding and like intimacy that when you plant a lot of seeds and you're not familiar with what those plants look like as they come up, it's really difficult to understand the difference between a weed and the plant mm -hmm. that you want. Mm -hmm. And like just kind of reflecting on that, there's a, there's a lot of spiritual piece, like practices to that of like patience and knowing and like we don't always know immediately, uh, always understand immediately. And the, there's just so many postures to those early stages of plants as they sprout after they've been planted. And so it just made me think like we, got, we have to know, we have to be familiar with maybe what is hurting us and also be familiar with what is giving us life. Mm. And sometimes those things are not apparent to us right away. And it's frustrating <laughs> um, the, to be able to, to sometimes lean into what mm -hmm. isn't apparent in those ways or be patient. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, everybody. That's beautiful. We pray with me. Loving God, we come to you today full of joy to be with this family of mine, to hear um, their thoughts and um, their, their responses just fills me up, and so I'm so grateful. God, I pray that you um, just continue to bring joy to us as we go through this season um, of, of growing and, um, and all the different stages and phases of that, the ones that, um, feel scary, the ones that feel hard, um, but also the ones that feel really good, the, the blossoming, um, that comes. Let us enjoy it together. We love you so much. Amen.